What is up everybody? Rod J back in the house. Thank you for swinging by to check out another video and haven't done one of these in a while, but we're going to talk a little beer news or we're going to talk a little founders. Ha <laughs> ha. You don't hear me say that word on this channel anymore. So if I'm saying it, there must be something taking place. You know, George W. Bush once said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, if you fool me once, you can't fool me again. Founders now looking at their second racial lawsuit here in the last five years. So just recently in Detroit, they just closed their tap house. You may have seen that take place this week. And then earlier today, more news came out behind that. That kind of questions maybe the reason behind the closing of the tap house. So I actually have details here that I'm going to get into and uh, kind of give you a rundown of what Founders is facing now for the second time. And it's kind of funny because I was asked a while back if I was going to start maybe doing Founders beers again. And my whole thing was always let's wait and see because what I had known about Founders and what I had seen is the things that were causing the issues, the people that were causing the issues were still involved in Founders. So you can't really kill the snake unless you take the head off the snake. And they still had issues taking place because of those that were still driving the machine, so to speak. So it was a wait and see type thing, and I'm glad I did wait and see. So if you've been on Twitter at all, you've probably seen a lot of things blowing up today from different people sharing stuff out there as the latest news have been broken out. So founders had come out with a statement saying they were actually closing due to some of the COVID pandemic type things and how they had not gotten their foothold back since then and all that kind of stuff. But we'll get into that towards the end of me going through some of the material. But the funny thing with Founders is, Founders is not craft beer anymore considered. They're actually considered macro. So they were actually now under the um, umbrella of Grupo Manuel San Miguel, same company that actually owns Avery Brewing now. So you would think their pockets would have gotten a little bit deeper, right? So... Yeah, people have faced COVID setbacks, but it wasn't them actually, maybe as much as a small craft brewery, but more. Now they had, you know, a big parent company behind them. And it's just kind of funny on the timing. So just hours before Founders Brewing abruptly announced the closure, they were hit with a new racial discrimination lawsuit. This one was actually filed by a black employee who said she was promoted purely, purely, for optic reasons and subject to egregious racial harassment. So we know the lawsuit that happened previously. I've talked about it numerous times here on the channel. A lot of information out there. You can easily look up founders and the lawsuit they had there that was settled with Tracy Evans um, that took place a while back. But this is actually a second person now that's come forward. It's interesting because there's another manager involved who actually gave affidavit who's actually backing up a lot of details being shared here as well. So. In this lawsuit, it was, uh, I hope I get her name right here, uh, Nima Dillard alleges that after nearly two years of working for the brewery in Detroit, the work environment became so objectively racially hostile that she had no choice but to resign last week. Alleges the harassment included co-workers intentionally mispronouncing the name, warning her to be careful that her child does not steal, steal any money from the brewery. Where does that even come up at in the conversation? And telling her that she had not struggled enough to be black struggled enough to be black now keep in mind these are all coming from people that are pretty much white and what would they know about struggling for anyone black whether they may go through or brown or any other ethnicity that may have had to deal with things 
kind of interesting to have that out there. So her lawsuit was filed in U.S. District Court at 4.36 uh, p.m. About two and a half hours later, Founders announced its closing of the Detroit Tap Room, citing an ever-changing craft beer market. Again, you're not really, I mean, you, you're making beer still under the craft beer kind of image, but you're not really craft anymore. You're macro now. And coupled with struggle to regain foot traffic after temporary, temporary COVID-19 closures. Yeah, people definitely got hit with COVID, no doubt about that. A lot of the different brew pubs got hit and stuff too, just like restaurants, bars, and everything else out there and stuff like that. But come on, you're now trying to play the little thing after you took the big check from the big boys. Is daddy not letting you into the pockets? Can you not get that extra cash you need? What's going on there? Because, again, you're not fully craft beer anymore. Founders released a statement on Tuesday saying the company is deeply saddened to learn of the accusations and said it was unaware of the filing when deciding to close the Detroit Tap Room. Really? So, as you'll find out as I go through here, there were a lot of things that were put on the record that it's hard to believe that management would not have known about um, what lead it up to Tuesday when they decided to make this announcement. Tuesday being today, if you're not, if you're watching this at a later time, it is today, actually May 2nd, 2023, when all this went down. So, um, Diller's lawyer, Jack Schultz, who actually is the lawyer that handled the 2019 uh, settlement that was done with his client being Tracy Evans, basically questioned the timing of the announcement that took place amidst this controversy. Uh, he said, it's difficult for me to objectively accept the founder's abrupt announcement to permanently close the Detroit tap room mere hours, mere hours after Diller's complaint was filed as being due to COVID-19. I mean, pretty coincidental, don't you think? It's uh, kind of uh, right there in that time frame. Uh, you know, maybe we get out of Detroit because, you know, uh, Detroit is a majority black city. We got another lawsuit out here and blah, blah, blah. Nobody's going to want to come to our thing because of our racist overtones. So, yeah, it's kind of time. And let's go ahead and just use the COVID excuse. Where's our PR writer? So... Not saying it definitely went down that way, but I could just see it going down that way myself. Um, founder CEO Elton Andres Nice in a statement, this decision involved a lot of careful court consideration. We explored every possible avenue to course correct the business and give as much time as we could. We're now working diligently to find new positions within a company for the employees who are displaced upon this closure. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you, PR Marketing Firm, for putting that out there, right? So the Detroit Tap Room has 38 employees among the 400 who work for them. Um, Schultz has said, you know, his immediate thoughts are with the large number of employees who have now been terminated without any time to prepare or anything like that. It was a really big thing that just happened today, this morning. Um, but getting back into this, this is the second lawsuit, as I mentioned, hit the brewery within five years. Uh, when you mentioned the Tracy Evans stuff there, if you want to go out and find more, you can definitely Google and see a lot of information out there as well. And I may have had some stuff on there. I don't know if I did a, a straight news when that happened. We just kind of talked about it on some of the shows, but we have touched on that in the past. Um, I mentioned one of the other managers. So Dillard has our lawsuit coming out and just weeks before it happened, another manager had resigned and this manager, um, said he couldn't take the brewery's culture anymore. So he actually came forward talking about issues taking place as well. And he, I believe he was actually white that did this. So, and he's actually back in the things that Dill are saying, as you'll hear me talk about here in a second. Uh, this person said he was one of the two managers who returned, it was one of the two managers who returned after Tracy Evans' love, uh, lawsuit and did because he was explicitly told by founders leadership at the highest level 
there will be changes in culture. Um, former, um, and that's what former tap room manager Justin Parent wrote an affidavit in, on file. So he was there when Tracy was there, went through the stuff, been told things would be better, we would get, handle this kind of thing, and ultimately it didn't happen. And he said, ultimately I resigned because I did not want to be a part of the discrimination that he was actually seeing there. So you have him actually coming forward back in what she's saying, also basically acknowledging some of the stuff that Tracy has said back then as well and in 2019. Makes him kind of a key thing there in his affidavit. Parent, who actually resigned April 17th, uh, corroborated, as I mentioned, several allegations that Dillard made about the experience working at Michigan's largest brewery. And according to the lawsuit, Parent's affidavit and Dillard's lawyer, here's what happened. So we'll go ahead and get into some of the details around what's taking place here now with Miss Dillard as she's going through her part. But she started working as a server at Founders in Detroit in June of 2021. And at the time, she interviewed with two managers, including a parent, who said the general manager commented to him that it would be great optics, going back to that great optics, to hire a person of color. Let's get a person of color on staff, because that would be great optics to share with people. They could come in, they could feel good about themselves when they're drinking beer, and we can still be racist in the background. Um, to be the tap room manager, uh, she said she was shocked by the comment when she found out, stated in her affidavit, I was employed through our founder's previous lawsuit involving racial discrimination. But again, she's trying to give them the benefit of doubt, much more than I would have. Uh, Dillard got the part-time manager job July 1st, 2021. Only non-white taproom manager, though she was given no actual managerial responsibilities and was treated completely different than her counterpart. So she's a manager, but she's not given manager responsibility, which is weird in itself. She was the only manager also still required to work as a server and got server pay despite her management title. So the other managers are getting paid as managers. She has to be paid as a server despite her having a title. That doesn't sound a little off to you? That sounds off to me. Founders also allow white servers and bussers to log in at a higher pay rate to perform various managerial duties that were denied to Dillard. And when Dillard complained about not getting to do things like train employees or oversee the events room, which were part of her supposed duties, her hours were cut. So when she actually spoke up, she was penalized for it. Kind of like, hey, go stay in your lane. Don't be so uppity. What's going on? You know, yeah, they're doing this. We got you doing that. Don't worry about what's going on over here. Yeah, we know you're a manager and they're a server, but you know, this is how we're doing things. So. They basically did not give her what she should have received there as a manager as far as how she should have been able to move forward. The same thing happened when she complained about harassing behavior from her co-workers, such as the warning to be careful that her six-year-old, six-year-old child didn't steal money when she brought her to work one day due to a childcare conflict. It's like, that's supposed to be some type of joke? Because I'm not laughing. I don't get the humor on that. I'm just going to go ahead and just throw it out there like a kid's going to come in and steal. Ms. Dillard's treatment was objectively horrendous, Schultz said. Even worse, when she reported to management, her hours were slashed in half or the complaints were just completely dismissed. So her voice wasn't even being taken seriously. Her voice wasn't being heard. And this is where, again, I'm not surprised by this behavior of founders because, you know, when everything happened in 2019, I put time in. You know, I try to bring you guys on the channel everything I can about things that are taking place. And one of the uh, craft beer lawyers up in New York was actually documenting a lot of that, that I was able to connect with on Twitter and follow a lot of things being filed. And might have got a little bit more of the details in there than maybe some of you watching now. But definitely 
definitely was hooked into it. And this is a pattern. This is a pattern. Nothing's really changed. They said they would come out and do something, just like a lot of PR things. They made a couple shifts. I think the one person that was maybe in the CEO spot stepped off, stepped away, but became one of the board people. So he's still involved. There's still a lot of stuff that were happening there, which is, again, why I pulled all the founder stuff off the channel. I don't talk about founders and why you don't see anything of that related here. Uh, Diller was overlooked for promotions, unlike previous white part-time managers who were quickly promoted with focus areas and additional tasks arose. The lawsuit also stipulates uh, when a bear and supply merchandise role opened up, Diller expressed interest, but the duties instead were given to a recently, recently hired busboy who was also white. So she's been there year, year and a half or whatever. She's in a manager role, a new role comes up. They just hire in a new busboy, and he actually ends up getting looked at more than her there. That's interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, Diller was a part-time manager for nearly a year with no end in sight. While Caucasian counterparts were promoted within a few months, the lawsuit states, alleging the brewery had countless opportunities to give her full-time work, but instead shifted these management duties to Caucasian non-management staff, even giving them keys to the management office. Keys to the management office and you're not even a manager. Where she's actually being treated more like a server than a manager and entitled she's a manager or supposed to be. In January 2022, she reported being sexually harassed by an employee who continued working at Founders with no issue. Uh, the lawsuit has said nothing was done about that. Now we're coming out of time when we've had the Me Too type stuff. Craft beer had been riddled with all kinds of sexual type situations going back to the great uh, work that Brianna was, Brianna was doing with uh, Rap Magnet as far as exposing a lot of that and connecting with a lot of women that were coming forward and talking about their stories and sharing the different things taking place and here it is 2022 2023 and they kind of just brushed it off still so goes to show there's still work that needs to be done um, on February 2nd this year Diller complained to HR alleging retaliation for complaints of harassment and discrimination. Her work hours were getting cut, but a manager ignored her complaints instead using baseball analogies. We're talking baseball? We're talking baseball. Using baseball analogies to inform Diller that she was being benched and would serve as a relief manager. There's no closer. There's no relief manager or manager. Either you're a manager or you're not a manager. What are you going to pull somebody in in the eighth hour, the eighth inning. Like, what are you doing? Like, the manager assured her she was not having performance issues. So the manager's telling her she's not having performance issues, but you're a relief manager. We're not going to put you in. Yeah, we're going to just bring you in. We need you kind of spot fill type things. March and April got worse. The work environment became objectively hostile towards Diller. Further, there was a feeling of complete hopelessness in the lawsuit states. During the time, Parent, another taproom manager, who we talked about earlier, he gave his two weeks notice, so Diller went to management and expressed interest in his job in a full-time position. And again, Parent spoke about, he basically went through stuff. We know why he actually decided to uh, resign. Two managers uh, told her no position would be available for her. At about the same time, a white woman filed a sexual harassment complaint against the same man that Diller reported for the problem over a year ago. So Diller reported this person, they did nothing. White woman comes in and reports the person. When, and when a white employee did, 
the man was fired on April 9th. April 9th. For doing the same thing to Dillard. But when Dillard did it, the guy kept a job for a year. About a week later, a new white male hire told Dillard that he had applied for a management position and that he was excited he was being considered for management so quickly. Dillard, who had been there almost two years, was never informed of or considered for that job. That had to be a sinking feeling for sure. In light of the objectively racial, racially hostile and hopeless work environment, Dillard submitted her notice of resignation and lost two states, and her last day was April 23rd. The next day she filed racial discrimination and retaliation complaint with the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Everybody knows EEOC. When they get involved, watch out now. And then eight days later, she actually was able to file the lawsuit. So this is the whole scenario of what led up to where we're at now. And then what founders said about closing and the lawsuit, said the decision to close the Detroit tap room was separate. It was separate from the file. We were, we were already going to do it, and that had nothing to do with it, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, since 2019, and this is a statement that was actually uh, made. Um, this was, it says, since 2019, we have instituted mandatory bias, discrimination, and harassment training throughout our, organiza our organization. That's what they said in a statement. Well, we know going back that that was not the case because we already have somebody file an affidavit saying they never really made any changes to it. And we already know what Ms. Dillard is saying, they've made no changes to it. But they said, okay, yeah, yeah, we have training. We have training through our organization. We have reexamined our policies and enacted new policies along with implementing new procedures for the reporting of workplace concerns. Well, you put the procedures in, but do you follow the procedures? Because apparently you don't, because if it's being reported and nothing's being handled, what is going on with it? It's like that episode of Seinfeld when he goes to get the rental car and he gets to the rental counter and the car he wanted that he reserved isn't there. And he's like, well, I had a reservation for it. And they're like, yeah, but we don't have that car, but, but I had a reservation for it. He's going back and forth with the person there. It's like, I think you know the word reservation, but you actually don't know what the word reservation means. When you reserve it, you're supposed to have it. Um, it's kind of like one of those type of things. Like, we put it in place, but we didn't really do anything with it. Makes me also think of the Princess Bride. You use that word, but I don't think you really know what that word means. Uh, during the closure of our Detroit facility on Monday, we were unaware of the filing. We announced the closing to all of our Detroit staff on Monday morning and did not learn about the lawsuit filed against founders until that evening when a reporter contacted us. As with any closure, there was a lot of work uh, that was needed to be done to prepare for the loss of the extension, including redistribution of internal assets, conversation with our landlord, and pulling together a comprehensive severance plan, all of which take time. As a dependent lawsuit, we are sorry that the individual did not have a good experience with us, and to the extent it was due to our actions or inaction that contributed to that, we are deeply sorry. Yeah, I'm going to call bullshit on that right there, too, because you're not sorry, because you're repeat offenders at this point. Founders, you have a trend, it looks like, my friend, that um, you still have not been able to correct or learn how to correct, and it's still going to be an issue for you out there. So I'm glad that people are out there lighting up Twitter with some different things out there. Now, obviously, it's not going to be something that, you know, I'm going to say enough people might do something to maybe put a, as big a hurt on it as far as like we're seeing with some of the Bud Light type stuff. But at the same point, Founders, you're not fooling anybody. This is your game. This is your MO. This is how you work. And I'm glad that I myself and other people that I know have decided not to uh, support you guys anymore. And I'm thank you to all the people on Twitter that were connected with me earlier too. 
giving props about how they were actually not drinking founders as well and um, how they were calling them out on the BS on this stuff too and how frustrating it is. And, uh, you know, again, the pure world, no, no different than some of the other industries we have out there, right? We're going to have issues that take place like this and it's got to be confronted when it happens. So I'm hoping that to find out more as we go forward and Ms. Dillard does get the justice due if this is all how it all happened down here. I have no reason to not believe it didn't happen this way. Again, this was from the Detroit Free Press. You can check out DetroitFreePress.com. I'm sure you can pull this piece as well. In fact, what I'll try to do is I'll put the link in the comments if you want to go there and see it yourself. I'm sure you'll be hearing more about this over the next few weeks. Uh, so I guess founders will just have their, I think it's Grand Rapids location, um, since I'll be closing Detroit Tap Room. Don't know how it's going to affect stuff down in Philly because I think they teamed up with the Sixers, I believe, last year, which is another majority black city. But again, it's probably for the optics, right? That's their word, optics. They want to have the great optics. So they went to Philly to try to do that, which is probably why they didn't go to the Pistons because the Pistons would have called them out on the bullshit as well. Um, so they had to take it over to Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, when people show you who they are, believe them this is not something that's new so for those of you that watch the channel i appreciate you swinging by checking out this hopefully you hung in there to the end and let me know your thoughts in the comments some people they're going to drink it anyway because they're you know they're going to like the beer and they're not want to get into that that's your call that's a call everybody has to make themselves myself i just you know there's no way i would be supportive of it for obvious reasons um but you know people have to make their own decision on that along those lines but just know this is what they're doing out there. Um, and with over nine, probably 10,000 breweries right now, I got a ton of breweries and founders just ain't one. That being said, I am out. Thanks for swinging by. I look forward to catching up with you guys soon. Hit me up in the comments again. Let me know your thoughts on it and what you're seeing and hearing out there. And uh, I'll catch up with y'all later. Cheers, everybody.